Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. We are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, wait, wait, wait. Let me switch it up. So basically, I wanted to send this to production so bad. And y'all know, when I jump on mic without my beautiful theme music and all of my dope intros and all of that nature, y'all know it's it's something pressing. It's something pressing. And when I seen this post from Queen Patty M, I said, oh, this is inspiration. I'm inspired. So we are on mic because I saw something that I think we don't talk about as much. And I'm glad that Queen Patty M really busted the door open with the conversation um, about predatory business practices. And um, before we get started, though, I would like to thank everybody for tapping in with the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. I've been doing this for five and a half years. And I really want y'all to understand, even though I don't have my um, intro on my music today, I want people to understand that I've grown so much over these last five and a half years as a woman and even within this platform. I went from kind of just wanting to help people and give advice to being able to use previous experience and training to tie it up to a, to a, um, to a situation where I help people. Like, it's just amazing. Like it's, it's really dope. Like, you know, graduation is coming up, you know what I mean? And I just have so many things I'm launching within that's really dope. I have my, my special space that's coming up and we'll talk about that at the end of the episode, but I just want to thank y'all for tapping in with me. So, um, in terms of this episode, thank you for listening, boo friend. Let's go into my usual quick note of gratitude. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I hella appreciate that. For those that have not tapped in with my episode about forgiveness that I did on Friday, definitely um click the link in my show notes and tap in if you like, or you can just, you know, tap into the last episode. But I wanted to speak on Queen Patty M. And shout out to Queen Patty M. She is a stylist. She knows how to put things together, make it look cute, accentuate, style the whole nine. And um, I saw a post that she did on Twitter where she calls out a client for trying to holler at her under the guise of business. And I think some people don't understand how predatory that is. That is very predatory in nature. It's predatorial in nature. And I am doing this episode to provide further clarity for those who may not realize it or um, those who may not think it's that serious. It, it really is. And it speaks to a culture or a mindset that money can buy anything, even if it's for something that has nothing to do with the other. I'm going to get into that in just a bit. But like I always say, it's a particular kind of man that does this. A weak man. A weak man. Um, I know sometimes men feel like it's an attack on their entire gender. And I wish people would kind of step outside of their feelings on that. But there are a lot of weak men who do that. The same way people talk about weak women doing woo woo woo. Like it's like it just trips me out how men kind of don't realize that if it don't apply, let it fly. Like if it's not you and you don't move like that, then what's the point of getting defensive? But Queen Patty M. I guess this client had asked her to do a jacket or do something regarding a jacket, a service. She said, sure, I got you. No deal. Like, you know, no big deal. Like, you know, she, she kept it cool, kept it professional. He said afterwards, though, like right after he said that, oh, let me know when I can take you out too. And I'm just like, what makes men think that's okay? Like you really hollering her a professional about business 
And now you want to blur the lines? Like, what makes you think that you that kind of type of dude to want to do that? Like, that's out of pocket. You literally ask in one situation, one instance, let me, let me patronize your services, but let me go ahead and get a little extra too. That's what we hear when y'all say stuff like that. And the reason why I'm saying we is because that's also happened to me as well. Like, it's weird. It is so weird. And the reason why I decided to do a podcast episode about it is because after she checks him, he gets defensive and then calls her an evil person. When all he had to do to avoid this was not think with his penis and think with his actual brain. But when you are driven by your penis, you will do stuff like that. And like I said yesterday on Instagram, an undisciplined peen is an unclean peen. It is indiscriminate. It will try to do whatever to whoever for the sake of a release. It doesn't discriminate. And the fact that certain types of men can be so driven by their penis that they will literally risk losing a business relationship to see whatever can happen when it comes to their little head, it's not cool. It's 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 weird. And the fact that people lead out with money, it it's it's like you think and again, some people can say, well, it's not like that. Well, unfortunately, when you blur the lines like that, especially immediately after inquiring about business, you leave it up for interpretation. So when somebody wants to um, act like they want to pay for a service and then make it personal, it does come off like you're trying to buy the time and buy access to that person that you want to date that you're, you're quote unquote inquiring about business services. It's not really all business now. And there are some of us who do not mix business with pleasure. Now, it's one thing if you're a client and things and y'all get cool. And I'm not saying this is for me because I feel like once you're a client, you're forever a client. Like that's we're, we're never going to date. That's just ethics. But when it comes to like people inquiring about services and things of that nature, if y'all get cool and um, and y'all, you know, y'all date, then, you know, it could happen for certain industries, certain industries. I feel like with healing work, I don't think that's ethical. That's just my personal take. Um, counseling work, I don't think that's ethical when um, any of that stuff. Like, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, like even with certain men, when certain men come to me asking for um, advice and things of that nature, and that's not the hum you beforehand, oh, that's going to be a clever, that's going to be a crime forever. Like, I can't, I cannot, no. So anyway. So she basically calls him out and he tried to flip it on her. He getting defensive and, oh, you're an evil person. I'm like, wow, it's the lack of accountability for me. So I would like to do a PSA for my ladies who might not know and for the men who don't know better or who do know better and do this anyway. When you inquire about a woman's services and then try to take them to lunch, take them to dinner, take them to breakfast, take them to an event, you have automatically extra yourself out. And you've also now exposed yourself as a predator because what you do now is that you have now said, I really wanted one thing, but the underlying tone was a romantic tone. Therefore, I don't really want the business. I can take it or leave it. But I would like to see what happens with you personally. And you may disagree, but I find it hard to disagree with it because you literally let the emotion or the romantic connection or attraction overshadow the business. And when you do that, there is no business for a lot of us. That's how I am. Like there's been offers for me that, you know, oh, well, let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. And then it turns into let me take you out. And it's like, absolutely not. Or it's a situation of let me do this, let me do this. Are you seeing someone? What that got to do with 
the service. You you asking too many questions. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a non-sexual being to you. You should not care. Don't even look at me that way. Because once you do, I'm going to look at you funny. And I'm never, and I'm going to distance. And I'm never going to interact with you on any type of level like that ever again. If I choose to interact with you at all. So it's just weirdo stuff. And I wish people would really think about how they address people and how they approach people. It's so it's like at some point you have to check your penis. You have to. Now I'm pretty sure there's there's women that do the same thing too. I'm not I don't deal with women. So I don't I don't deal with women sexually, so I can't talk to that. I can't speak to that. But I'm pretty sure women do it the same way and they wrong too. But when it comes to men moving this way, I, you know what? Let me tell you a quick story. Let me sit up. Let me sit up real quick. So there was a weird man. When I first started Spiritual Homegirl, there was a man who really, he was weird. He was so odd. He was an odd man. I went to high school with him. We weren't really close, close. We were familiar. In college, we never hung out. We were just Facebook familiar. Um, after we graduated, he was asking me about my best friend, Lean. If you listen to the last episode about forgiveness and stuff like that, I did give her a birthday shout out. That's the same Lean that he asked about. <laughs> Lean is married, but she's been with her husband um, for many years beforehand. And I remember telling him, hey, you know, Lean is married. Well, I mean, well, she's damn near married at that time because they were in a long term relationship. I said that girl married. <laughs> and he was like, oh, OK, OK, I really love I dig her. Like I liked her since high school. I'm thinking in my head, you, you hella late, but OK. Um, I said, but no, I, I'm not going to link you with her out of respect. Um, no. So that was that. So a few years after that, Spiritual Homegirl is starting to get launched. I'm talking to, you know, we're, we're, we're cordial, um, you know, virtual cool. You know how virtual cool is. Virtual cool is cool. You may have their number. You may not. Um, y'all may have linked up. Y'all may not have. And when I mean link, I don't mean sexy link. I mean just link in general and friend stuff. So, you know, we were still, you know, virtual cool. So he was like, oh, well, I got connections at Podcast One. I may be able to help you out and get your podcast hosted on Podcast One. Now, for those who don't know, Podcast One, I don't even know if they're still in existence. They are cool. Um, but at the time, Podcast One was like emerging as this super dope podcasting network that was getting a bunch of celebrities that were exclusively hosting podcasts on their show. But there were a few slots for those who weren't celebrities who had their podcast on there. So I didn't get too excited because I kind of knew my mission was really um, going to happen regardless. And I don't mean that in a flex, but I mean in terms of I don't have to have it on a podcast one for me to do a podcast. So he was like, I'll get you connections there. But he always wanted to meet to do it. Always wanted to meet for dinner. Always wanted to talk about it. And this is how I look at things. If you want to help people, especially a woman that you're attracted to or just anybody that you want to see win, regardless of attraction, you will help them regardless. You will help them without needing something in return because you want to see them win genuinely. When you start dangling favors or connections or funding or anything that can help them, when you start dangling that like a carrot over people's head in exchange for, you are automatically a predator. There is no debate. No ifs, ands, buts, no doubts. You are a predator because what you believe is 
your help is tied to something that needs to be done for you. Your need to want to see others win is tied at something that will benefit you. And that is where I draw the line. Like this man, this man was going so hard for spiritual hunger, harder than me. And I realized that it wasn't that he was going hard for spiritual hunger. He was going hard for Maria because he ultimately wanted me. And if he was able to help me get to where I was, he felt like I was the prize. Personally, the access, the romantic involvement, he felt that that was going to be the reward for helping me fulfill my dreams. And again, that is very predatorial. This man would try to get me to go to business meetings. And for some reason, it was always either my intuition or my work schedule because I used to work a lot of overtime um, at that time. And my work schedule would have me out, you know, you know, socially, you know, out of out of commission. I couldn't go out because I was getting, you know, I was getting money. So I was not able to meet with him a lot. And I think because he was impatient, he showed his hand. And once I peeped his hand, I had to cut him loose. And he was very weird. He was a weird man. Very weird. Um, He was always dangling favors, connections. He never just connected it. And when we finally had a conversation, I let him know you did something that was inappropriate to me and you don't understand where you went wrong here. And I said, and because you did that, because you failed to see that, I can't talk to you on any level. And he said, please help me understand. Now, I know some of you'd be like, girl, I wouldn't have gave him shit. And I understand that, but I, for the sake of that conversation, wanted him to see it because sometimes people will lie or deflect or genuinely don't know. And I don't know which one of the three that he was. I personally think he, I think he, I think he was lying and deflecting, to be honest. Because when I actually had to break his logic down, only when I broke it down for him that he apologized. And I said, how the hell you don't think that's wrong? Let me tell you what he did. So what happened was. It was a it was a cool, cordial, let me help you kind of situation. I still was not as easily receptive to it because um, my journey, one lesson on my journey that I don't mind sharing is that I had to learn how to ask for help. And at that time, I was, you know, I was asking for help at that time. So I was working through one of the things I was sent on earth to to, to learn. So, you know, it was kind of like I would I didn't have a problem asking for help, but. I'm very slow to build with people I don't trust easily. So he was still in a place where I'm trying to still figure him out in terms of like, can I trust this person? Do I feel safe with this person? So until I feel like I could feel safe with this person, I'm not really interested in in really giving him energy, um, spending time with him, even going to dinner for the business. Because again, I'm not even sure if I'm if I if I trust you 100 percent, I'm not really sure what the intentions are. Um, in terms of whether you want a front end or back end cost, that is going to probably be some kind of energy or you thinking that you can access me. I don't want to deal with that. So my intuition was kind of like, hold off, sis. So I was holding off. I was like, I, it don't, it don't feel like a hundred percent to me. So one day my ex, um, the same ex from my breakup episode that I did about three years ago, Yi, shout to Yi. Ye was at my house. We had broken up and you you can you can hear more about our breakup in that episode and how we were kind of kicking it and moving after our breakup and stuff like that. But he was at my house because at the end of the day, 
He's still my friend. If he needed help at that time, I got him. I mean, it's, it's still a homie now. It's just, you know. But at that time, we were super, super tight, tight, tight. Like, as in, like, we still around each other as if we didn't break up, but we broke up. So we was, you know how they go, you know, when you're decoupling and stuff like that, sometimes, you know, it's a little slower for some. So we had a very slow decoupling. And once we did decouple, you know, it's, we just been cool ever since. Like, you know, moved on with our lives, dated other people the whole nine. So um, at that time, though, it was a very slow decoupling process. So, you know, if he wanted to come over and talk to me about what's going on in his life, he could and vice versa. So he was at the house. And I remember the guy who was claiming to want to help me with the podcast. Um, it came to a head when he asked to talk to me. And I told him, I can't talk to you right now about this podcast because I got my my um, homie over and we discussing some real stuff right now. So I didn't want to talk to him. And I would never, for those that know me, if I'm if we on the phone and we are we in, in person and I really care about you, I'm not answering the phone for no low priority person. Like I really like to focus all of my energy and my attention on what's happening because that's what, that's what being present is all about. So I'm being present with my homie and, um, you know, dude is like, you know, I want to talk to you. I said, I can't right now. I'm actually with my friend right now. And he's at the house and we're, you know, we're talking about something real right now. I'll talk to you later. And he says, dot, dot, dot. Okay. So I'm thinking in my head, that's a red flag. You shouldn't dot, dot, dot me anything because we not in no, we not in a situation to dot, dot, dot me. Y'all know what them three dots mean. When you three dot somebody, that means that, you know, y'all are a little bit more familiar and there's a little bit more of an emotional investment there because usually if it's all good, it's just a okay. But when you feel a way about something, those dots start coming through, um, you know, in certain context. So I'm like, you're using this dot, dot, dot okay as if like I, I rejected you or something. Like, why? Like, you tripping. Again, I ain't got time to deal with that because I got my homie here. I'm spending time with my homeboy. No big deal. A couple days later, um, he texts me and says, hey, can I ask you something? I said, okay. You know, it depends because, <laughs> again, I don't know you like that. So, but, you know, but what's up? He's like, um, you know, you told me you were on, you were with your friend, your homeboy. Um, and he was at your house and you couldn't talk. Um, was it weird for me to feel jealous? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, and I told him, I said, it is definitely weird to be jealous because me and you have never had conversations that allude to sex. We've never had conversations about me being attracted to you, you being attracted to me. This has always been strictly business. So you absolutely do not have the right to feel no kind of way about my homeboy being at my house. Spending time with me on some friend stuff. Like you, you tripping. And he didn't know that was my that was a my ex at the time either. He didn't know that either. So I'm like, wow, like you really don't have a right. So he said, look. I'm into you. I've always been into you. I said, ah, damn, damn. Because now that you done told me this, I can never engage with you on any kind of level, any kind of level, because now I know your intention, your underlying intention was to date me. Anytime a man comes off claiming he want to do business, he want to do this, he want to offer me something, he want to do whatever. And whenever he wants to take me out, I am automatically like, we will never get close, ever. You have X yourself out. There is not even a friend zone to put you in. You just X'd out. Like, wow. Wow. Imagine being like, dang, I got to have her. So I'll risk even getting close to her, even being able to contact her because now my need to get whatever to conquer her or my need to think with my smaller head, now that has ruined my ability to get anywhere close to her. 
And just like with Queen Patty M, he tried to flip it on me. He tried to lie. He tried to act like it was harmless. And I was like, wow, like you tripping. And how this happened was he was spilling his guts out through the text. I'm in a weird situation now because I didn't even know this man was feeling me like that. Um, even though I had some intuition type of things where I was like, you know, some tell me not to get close to him. I get the confirmation as to why, because this man wanted to help me, but he also wanted to help himself to me as well. And he confirmed that. And I said, damn. All right. So he says also, um, and I know, you know, I just want to help you. You know, I know you don't have a man around. I said, oh my God. And the reason why he said that is because when I was responding to him telling me that he had feelings for me, I told him, I said, I'm not attracted to you like that. Not to mention, I just got out of a relationship um, and I'm not really in a space to even entertain anybody's grown son right now. Because at that time it was, you know, somebody's grown son, not somebody's uncle. So I was like, you know, I'm not really in the market of dating or being around or even being romantically invested with somebody's grown son right now. Um, that's not my frame of mind. Not to mention, I would not do that under the guise of business. I would not transition a business connection to a romantic connection like that. Um, I just, at the time, that's what that was where I was. And even now I'm still like that. Like, like once a client, always a client. That's kind of how I kick it. If I give some type of service to somebody, you know, selling t-shirts is one thing. That's, that's not, that's, that's one thing. But in terms of actually helping someone get through healing work, no, I'm not about to, no, we're not, we're not upgrading. Like I'm not going from, I've helped you do something in your life to now I'm dating you. Like I just, I just feel like from an ethical standpoint, that's not, that's not correct. Um, that's just me though. That's just me. But, um, I was just saying, you know, I'm just not, I don't, I don't move like that. So he said, well, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't mean to offend you. I don't mean to offend you. I'm just saying like, you know, I just understood that you had some needs outside of your relationship that might need to be fulfilled. And if you needed those fulfilled, I can be contacted for that as well. I'm thinking in my head, I know some of y'all that know me is like, oh, she told the story. Yes, I did. I used to call this story HR Dick. Because this man offered me penis in the most HR friendly way possible. I had to reread the text like two or three times to make sure I was reading what I was reading. I said, this man said it in such a very indirect, direct way. The man literally said, I understand that you have needs in your relationship that might need to be fulfilled. And if, you know, if if I could be of any service, I can be contacted as well for that as well. And I'm thinking in my head, this man do you think I'm stupid? And I'm not trying to act like I'm just this all-knowing kind of being, but like, it's an, it's an insult to my intelligence to like, throw that in like that. Like, I respect it more if it had been up front. Like, look, I'm interested in you. I, I You know, I've always thought you were attractive. You know, I know you ain't got a man right now, but I'm just saying, if you want to look something on the side, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. That would not have meant that he would have gotten any, because, you know, but let's just cut through the BS. He was trying to BS me, which is an insult to my intelligence. Like, it's one thing to want what you want. It's not to ask what you want. It don't mean you're going to get it. But at least we can cut through the BS. And I know how you moving. Because if I find out you moving slick after the fact, you're going to be cut off anyway. You're going to get cut off much quicker, too. So it's just like you like you're dangerous. You're a person that'll lie. You're a person that'll reword things. You're a person that'll make stuff up. You'll you'll present some a certain way because you got an agenda. And I don't like that. I feel like agendas are cool when they can be made public and direct and explicitly stated. But when you have to present your agenda in that kind of way, real sly, real slick, dressed up in cute little bows and semantics and all this other BS, you're dangerous, bro. 
you're dangerous. So I I reread it three times. And um I had to really like go in on him. Like you tripping. Like you you don't you don't see how that could like you don't see how weird that is. You you offering me something. We talking about business now. We done morphed into something different. Your feelings, how you feel, what you want, my needs, how you can be. Like you already thought this out. You already thought, like, damn, she ain't got a man. She digging this, she got that. You know, I could probably do this. Like you tried to insert yourself. You plan to insert yourself. And you went through all of this to do that. Like the, the jig is up. Only after I presented that way does he apologize. I'm sorry if it came off that way. There is no other way. There is no other way. And I think that when we have relationships with people business wise, I think people should probably figure out if they want business or if they want relationships, because you cannot have one or the other in certain fields and in certain and with certain people. It doesn't work like that. Like you, you cannot present yourself as a person that is a safe space for someone else, knowing that you have a different intention. You cannot present yourself to be a mentor or a person that wants to help people out and follow their dreams when you have an agenda to ultimately sleep with that person or want to date that person or just want to get close to that person. It's not cool. And what I don't like is the flipping and the BSing of the attentions once they're exposed. So going back to Queen Patty M, he's calling her evil and all this other stuff. No, the bottom line is people think that sometimes their ability to provide something for someone, especially when they're on the come up, that creates a weird power dynamic. And that that person offering feels like they have the upper hand to ask for whatever they want because of the fact that they're putting money or opportunity in someone else's hands. And that is, is, I really need to drive the point home. It's predatorial. Stop doing that because word travels. Okay. This ain't gossip. It's fact. Case in point. I don't name names on my podcast like that until it's necessary. But there's somebody that was in me and my homegirl's DMs offering the same service and asking us out to on a date. Literally, me and her going back and forth talking about, hey, this you? <laughs> is this him? Is this him? Is this him? Is this him? And it's like you like you just once you get labeled like that and your homegirl's a real one, they going to let people know like, hey, this man tried to come come at me for, for this and knowing that he wanted this. So now we now know how you operate before you even address us. When that man hopped in my DMs trying to offer me something, this is recent. But when that man tried to offer me something in my DMs and then asked me out on a date afterwards, that man ain't seen a read, seen indication from me since. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He will never, ever, ever, ever have the opportunity to see me in person. If I ever see the person in person, I will have OG or whoever escort them out. I don't play like that. I don't play like that. I don't deal with predators in any sense of the word. I know you're probably thinking that's extreme. But I don't give a fuck. Excuse my language. When they come to my safety, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't play. My boundaries is hard and they firm. So there to me, there is no, oh, that was just a low level predator. It's not like he was stalking you. Nope. Once you have a way about you, I don't want to fool with it at all. Like my pops say, I don't negotiate with terrorists and predatory men are terrorists in every sense of the word i don't want to share no kind of energy or space with somebody who thinks like that it was harmless and the problem with some of y'all men some of y'all weak men 
Because shout out to my strong ones. My strong ones know. They be low-key like, yo, you right. I mean, I be seeing it. I be trying to tell them, but they don't listen. So shout out to y'all strong ones out there. But some of them weak ones, them weak ones get so in their feelings. And they don't like being told no. That they will defend this kind of shit down. As if it's okay. And it's not. And y'all are also a part of the problem. When y'all defend that weak ass behavior, y'all also are a part of the problem. And it's just like at some point, I don't want it. And I'm going to keep it a stack. I don't want to get to a place where we start shooting men to get the point across. I don't want it to get to that point. But certain men make it so hard because it's literally like you literally put us in these situations where we don't have a choice but to deal with it. Not because we coming at you, but because you coming at us. All you have to do is be disciplined with how you interact with us. Be disciplined in how you deal with yourself. And these kind of situations will never happen to where your ego gets crushed. And now you feeling the way. And now you want to react. Or now you want to react in this way. Or now, like, it's just, we don't have to even have these type of discussions if people would just kind of figure out what they want and stay within a certain lane. If you get told no, keep it moving. Don't come back on business. If you want to be business, cool. Keep it business. Don't come back on romantic. I ain't never been that hard for no man where I'm going to sit here and be like, okay, I'm a, um, he got money, so I'm going to give him a chance. Or he spends a lot of money with me, so I'm going to give him a chance. Or, oh, he can provide me with connections and things of that nature and get my business where it needs to go, so I'm going to give him a chance. I'm sorry, I'm not her. Because I don't want nobody dangling nothing in my face talking about how, oh, they made me or they helped me or they paid this and they paid that. I do not like that at all. I will get help. I'll pay for help. I'll like, I don't even, I'm not even tripping. I am. My ego ain't that, ain't that big to where I'm like, yo, I'm going to just, no, no. We going to pay. We going to figure it out. We going to learn. I will, I will do whatever I need to do in terms of getting money in the hand of someone who can help me or asking for help. Rather than sit here and let somebody make their way into my life and buy me and then feel like they could throw it in my face or feel like they have power over me um, or even feel like they can even do that. Like, I'm not even I'm not even in the business of that. But I just wanted to get that point off today. It's predatory, man. Please, if you have people in your circle that want to help you, I would really homegirl, you know, homegirl advice because I love you. I love all y'all. But if you have people in your life that are like that, um, I think you probably need to figure out whether that bond is worth it. Because everything got a cost. Everything has a cost, front end, back end. Um, if you feel like, you know, if your vagina is worth the opportunity, I can't knock you. That's how you feel. For me, it's a no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not finna do that. I'm not finna exchange energy with somebody who's doing it under false pretenses. The frequency of how we interacting is already tainted by then. I can't entertain it. I won't. So, um, yeah, if you got somebody that's around you that's kind of sort of pushing the line between romantic and business and you are uncomfortable, I'm telling you, you're valid to feel uncomfortable. You're valid to adjust and make your moves accordingly, you know. So um, I just wanted to talk about that today on this beautiful Sunday, sunny afternoon. I'm going to go get me some sun when I upload this episode. But if you have not signed up for the text list, click the link in my show notes or text the word podcast to 81493. I am learning more about this Every day with this text uh, messaging list, I switched over. I left SendHub. I did not like SendHub. People were asking me, where are you getting your, where are you doing your text message list? If you asked me and I didn't tell you, I wasn't being a hater, okay? Because I pretty much have told everyone at this point. I use PostScript now. But I didn't want to refer something to y'all that was subpar because SendHub was subpar to me. It was not doing it. 
um, for me at all. So I was not really trying to share that because I don't want nobody to say, oh, well, Maria referred me to this tech service and then they don't like it either because I was looking for a new home when that happened. I said, I need a new text home. This ain't working. OK, so I had to start all over and rebuild my text list. Um, so again, text the word podcast to eight one four nine three, or you can click the link in my show notes to do so. Also, if you have an iPhone, if you do not get a confirmation message, sometimes I'm getting different responses. Sometimes, you know, people are not getting confirmation responses. Other times they are getting it. Um, I think if you click the link, you actually get the confirmation message. Um, but sometimes that might be filtered out in your unknown senders folder. If you have that toggled on your iMessage or your messages or your iPhones. So definitely check that filter. If you do not get a confirmation message, um, if you signed up through the link, I am really excited. I'm bringing a new space and I'm excited to nurture that off apps because social media is a lot of the problem. Um, with a lot of um, energies and how people feel about themselves and I really would like to create a space outside of that that is actually dope and it's kind of um, an extension of me me if there was no censorship me if there was no character limits me if there were no upload limits um, in terms of the content that I would like to provide as well as um, virtual things as well Um, so yeah it's gonna be dope but I'm gonna keep it a thousand it's not for everybody it's not um, it is it is accessible price wise. I will say that, but it is not for everybody. Um, and the reason why is because it's only for those that are aligned and those that are working to achieve some certain goals in their lives. And those that have a spirit, a particular spirit of people that I am talking to with this. And um, I can't I can't share too much about it because I haven't told the text or the email list um, everything. So, you know, text and email get everything first so i'm going to let them know what exactly it is in totality and then if we have enough spaces that you know are open um if i have the capacity to be honest with you um i will open it up to everybody else um so yeah so if you have not signed up for the text or email list to get the news on that space as it's opening um slots are going to open up very very soon um text homegirl10 or text podcast to 81493 or click the link in my show notes to sign up okay i'm also on social media i'm gonna be on social media i'm not canceling my accounts but i'm going to be very very um different in my social media approaches moving forward i got that revelation about 48 hours ago and i feel good about that um yeah i just gotta call a lot of my energy back to me And given that the new moon is coming up, I just feel like doing that before the new moon. I just feel like that was aligned. So, yeah. So, with that being said, I'm going to get up and get ready to go outside and enjoy this sun. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Again, shout out to Queen Patty M for the inspiration for today's episode. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and know your boundaries. Okay? Know them and enforce them. Love y'all. Peace.